Welcome to the Venture Church Podcast. This sermon was taken from the life of the church. For more messages like this, please see our website, www.venturechurch.co.za. We hope you enjoy this message. Good to be here. And it's good to make much about Jesus. Because ultimately, life is about Jesus. Our eternity is about Jesus. Everything is about Jesus. So this morning, before I want to share the word of the Lord that I believe God's got for you, for us, for me, um, because I'm not speaking at, I'm speaking to. Because speaking at, it would be autocratic and dominant from me, and I don't think Jesus would be that to us. So I'll be speaking to us and to me, and he's a good, good father. But before I do, I want to introduce you to Hannes and his wife, Simone, and their two little boys. They uh, come with us, and they've been traveling. Hannes has uh, got an apostolic gift, and Simone has got certainly a prophetic gift. So why don't you just come and bring something of what God has shown you, and Hannes, you've also, oh, is a boy sleeping? Can, I can bring the mic to you, right? Okay. So, Simone, if you would, would come and just bring just what God has put on your heart. Thanks, Sim. Thanks, Kenny. Morning, guys. What an amazing sense of God this morning, hey? It's powerful. So, um, the image that I received from the Lord um, for Venture Church, I saw coals who had a layer, and these coals had this layer of ash on them. And I felt the Lord said he wants to blow on this church. He wants his power to be reignited in this church. And I feel as if the strategy that the enemy has brought against Venture Church has been compromised. So that's the layer of ash that the Lord has has shown me. And I feel as if the Lord said that Venture Church was birthed in fire, So the the purpose of your church is to be filled with the fire and the power of God. And I also feel the Lord say so clearly, the season of saying is over. You are moving into a season of doing now. And you will see the Lord powerfully manifest in your midst. And it is for the benefits of all of those around you. He has given you the surrounding areas for the fire of God to come and just blow on people's lives. So that's my prayer for you guys today. Sorry, guys, I don't mean to be disrespectful, but when this little man sleeps, I let him sleep. Um, so me and Sim didn't have any pillow talk last night or chat in the car about what she was bringing this morning, but it perfectly ties in with uh, the scripture I got for the church uh, last night when uh, just spending time in the Word. So um, it's 2 Chronicles 7 verse 14. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. So Lord, I just pray over us. I thank you that we're turning away from our sins and that we humble ourselves in front of you, Lord. That you will give us double portions of wisdom, Lord, where the fear of the Lord grows in us, Lord a respectful, deep, and loving fear of you, Lord, 
And we thank you for repairing these walls. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you very much for being prepared and coming with the word of the Lord. That was amazing, right? God is speaking. And uh, I want to I take the, the time this morning, probably three hours if you're okay with that. But um, God wants, honestly, you know, out of those and out of the word, out of the music, and John, outstanding this morning, well done. And to you and your three mighty men that were up in the stage, but also to the A-team that was singing so well this morning and hands lifted up to this king. God wants us to see, to hear, and to obey his word in the power of the Holy Spirit so that we can encounter him, so that we can receive fresh destiny, purpose, promise and hope so that we can turn from being an ordinary church into a passionate champions who are on mission and on vision with what God has got for you and that's Simone's word in fact her word has been and going to be my preach God is so good where we will be a people who serve who joyfully give and are generous in heart, in money, in time, and in effort, and in talents, and with our treasures. A people where we will have in our hearts an invitational heart to see many saved, many yield and strengthened, and added to Venture Church. Greg Garrett, when he ministered to the leaders, we were there. And he said, increase your capacity to your area around you to the whole of Johannesburg. The themes in the book of Ezekiel, which we're going to look in in a minute or so, is about seeing, it's about hearing, and it's about obeying. You know, a failure to see and hear God is to rebel against God's will and to rebel consciously and willingly if we fail to see and to hear God. Many Christians, I believe, don't hear God or don't hear His voice because they have already beforehand made the decision that they're going to do it their way and not God's way. Seeing and hearing God throughout the Bible always, always produces resurrection life, restoration and purpose at every level. Who's ready for God to speak to us today? So we can hear him. Ezekiel saw the heaps of dead bones in a valley. Ezekiel heard the word of the Lord. And Ezekiel obeyed the word of the Lord. And I want to say to you, when we see, hear, and obey God, the only result for any church is a mighty army arises 
in the power and the strength of the Lord, and they do great exploits with their God. Not for their God, not for an eldership, not for an apostolic team, but because and with God. Destinies, purpose, hope, promise are released. I'm excited. I'm not shouting. I'm just excited. <laughs> if we walk closely with God today, we will be in the center of His will tomorrow because His mercies are new every single day. Cody, my grandson, comes and visits quite often. Not often enough. But they visit Opa and Grandma. And Maureen looks like a grandma. I'm still a young-looking guy. I just got white hair. So I got snow on my head and fire in my belly, just so that you know. One day, he was playing in the sand, as little boys should, because then they build up some immunity. It was time for him to get his fruit and get a treat from Opa. And when I turned to give Cody his treat, all I saw was dirt on his mouth and his face. Where I intended to give him a treat and some fruit, he had put some dirt. Did I love him with dirt on his mouth? Absolutely. Was he any less my grandson because he had dirt on his mouth? Absolutely not. Was I going to allow him to keep the dirt on his mouth? Absolutely not. I loved him right there as he was, but I was not going to leave him like he was. So I walked him to the tap, and he knew what was coming. <laughs> and the tap was next to the house, and I washed his mouth. And I call that the grace host pipe. Where there was dirt, <laughs> Cody was now going to have a treat. Something better. God does the same for us. And he's going to do the same for us today. He holds us under his grace host pipe. And he says, spit out the dirt. Because I have got something better for you. God loves us so much, He longs to cleanse us because He has a better offer. God loves us the way we are, but He loves us enough to not keep us the way we are. We grow from glory to glory, becoming like His Son. God wants to pour out His Spirit this morning. I want you to be ready because at the end of the service, God's going to pour out His Spirit. He's even doing it now. Because while Peter preached, the Holy Spirit came upon people. He's going to breathe His breath into dry bones so that we can become the exceeding great army that is planned for us. Let's read Ezekiel 37. And I unapologetically am going to read 14 verses. Into Exodus all at the
to Psalm and will you turn to Proverbs and will you turn to Exodus all at the same time? So if you don't have a paper Bible and you only have your cell phone, you got a problem now. Just saying, bring your Bibles to church. <laughs> Just Ezekiel 37, okay, verse 1. The hand of the Lord, say hand of the Lord was on me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord. Say, Spirit of the Lord. And whenever Lord, L-O-R-D, is written in capital letters in your Bible, it is talking about Jesus. That is Jesus. <laughs> so the hand of Jesus was on me. And by the Spirit of the Lord, he set me in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. Remember that old song, them bones, them bones, them bones. He led me back and forth among them. And I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley, bones that were very dry. Are there any of us that are dry this morning? Son of man, can these bones live? I don't know if God spoke that way, but anyhow, it sounds pretty good. I said, sovereign Lord, only you know. And then he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, dry bones, hear, say hear, hear the word of the Lord, L-O-R-D, <laughs> Jesus, listen to him. This is what the sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make, the sovereign Lord says, God is going to do something today, friends. I will make breath into you and you will come to life. I will attach tendons to you and make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you and, I, and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord your God. So I prophesied as I was commanded. That's the obedience part, right? He saw, he heard, and then he obeyed. And as I prophesied, was prophesying, there was a noise, a rattling sound. And the bones came together, oh, bone to bone. There's a few extra words in my interpretation. I looked and tendons and flesh appeared on them and skid covered them, but there was no breath in them. We can be Christians that look so good on the outside, but in the inside there is no life. We can be a church that looks good, but if there's no life of the Holy Spirit, we only look good, but we're not going to produce life. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath. Who's the breath? Prophesy, son of man, and say to it, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Come breath. Come who? Come Jesus. Come Holy Spirit from the four winds and breathe into these slains that they may live. <laughs> so I prophesied as he commanded and breath entered them and they came to their feet. And they stood up on their feet, a vast army. When the Holy Spirit comes, He helps us to stand up and face whatever we have to face. We need the power of the Holy Spirit on us, in us, to work through us. So rivers of living waters can flow from us. 
Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the people of Israel. They say our bones have dried up and our hope is gone. We are cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, this is what the sovereign Lord says. My people, I'm going to open your graves and bring you up from them. I will bring you back to the land of Israel. Then you, my people, will know that I am the Lord your God. And when I open your graves and bring you up from them, I will put my spirit, capital S, capital S, capital S. Who's ready for the Holy Spirit outpouring this morning? Who's ready? I will put my spirit in you and you will live. And I will settle you in your own land. Then you will know that I am the Lord your God that have spoken and I have done it, declares the Lord our God. You see, the event in Ezekiel is so much godly power in it and so much life in it. The scattering of bones in an open grave must have uh, not been so pleasant and it must have been hectic. Once again, Father's heart was for resurrection, restoration, and transformation of people into His image and into who He is. Replacing hopelessness with hope. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so the picture of of, of death in the opening scene of Ezekiel 37 is replaced with destiny, with hope, with life, with purpose, and with power. Raising dead bones back to life can be viewed as impossible. But I want to say, Venture Church today, with God, all things are possible. And He is the God of the impossible. He is the God of the resurrection. And He can bring back to life the things the enemy has destroyed or killed. God can and turn things around for us today. Yesterday defeats are tomorrow's victories. If we let go and let God be God. And you know, whenever God raises His church, there is always a Jezebel spirit that wants to come mess with the church. I want to say, friends, have the power of God and rise above any attack the enemy can bring against the church. Ezekiel 37 is an invitation for us to see and to hear and obey Jesus. Because we want to encounter Him, experience the Holy Spirit, and to know Him intimately. Jesus says in John 16, I've told you these things, so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. In Ephesians 2, 14, for Jesus himself is our peace. When Ezekiel entered the Valley of Dry Bones, I think the, it, it must have 
caught him by surprise, and he must have looked desperate. <laughs> Imagine you going, and there was a wall, and there's this grave of dead bones. And God, Jesus himself, puts you in that. He must have felt hopeless. And then suddenly, God arrives on the scene, and he asks a ridiculous question. Put yourself in that grave. And then he says to Ezekiel, can these bones live? <laughs> Sorry, I just dream an image of what that must have looked like, right? <laughs> Ezekiel staggered around and he tried to comprehend, what are you asking God? It's dead people and it's bones. And they all scattered. And finally he gathered himself and he said, oh, sovereign God, you alone no. Many times in our circumstances where we feel dry or we feel dead, it's when we realize who God is and the power of God that we can say, God, this is hopeless. This is desperate. But in you, only you know. And many times God brings us to that place of only you know God. And at this moment, we realize Ezekiel put his trust in God. I want to walk with Jesus all the time, refreshed by the Holy Spirit, so I don't have to go through a valley of dry bones. The rest is history, because a mighty army arises from the valley of, of dry bones, and Ezekiel prophesied life and power into that desperate situation. God is going to blow his wind today into us so we can rise up as the army of God. You see, there was another time that uh, the Lord, I, I, I honestly believe, before I go into that, that once again God is raising up churches and people in churches and God's people being led by the Holy Spirit into valleys of dry bones. God wants to breathe his breath into us today so that we can be ambassadors of a king and represent heaven on earth and bring change wherever we go. God is calling Venture Church to a newness of life, hope, peace. As Jesus breathes his life-giving breath upon you today, and over this church, over people, over you as individuals, over a couple, God is asking you the same question this morning, can these bones live? We need to respond to that question this morning, friends. Will we be quiet and add to the misery and the mass despair that's happening in the world? Or will we be the mighty army of light bearers who will take it into the places of darkness and rebuke the enemy and declare that God is good? What will we do to those questions? Can these bones live? Can we sing that song? Them bones and bones are going to live. Them bones and bones are going to live. God's exhortation to this church this morning to venture is to speak to dry bones of the once powerful army 
that landed up in a grave to be raised up again to be the mighty army, greater than the former glory, greater than the former strength, an exceedingly great army of the Lord. This picture is a foretaste of every saint. Adventure Church right now, to those that aren't in service this morning and those that God's going to add to this church. To breathe the life of Jesus into desperate, hurting, deceived, spiritually weak and broken people. To be the army of the Lord that turns the world upside down with His glory, prosperity, health, love, generosity, kindness, truth and grace, etc., to be business people who work with integrity as unto the Lord and then follow God's financial principles of tithes and offerings and generosity and giving towards the spreading of the gospel, of apostolic mission and reaching the lost to be saved. Where we have business people who will get a fresh purpose, vision, destiny, and promise to walk out God's covenant as per Deuteronomy chapter 8, which is to advance the kingdom of God. For us to walk in resurrection power and strength, let's remember the scene in the Gospels where Jesus was led by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness. Let's think about that scene because Jesus has the final say in everything. For 40 days and 40 nights, Jesus refused to eat and drink. Jesus looked broken, probably tattered, weak, easy prey for the devil to attack. And after a brutal battle, between the devil and Jesus, Jesus had the final victory. Jesus came out of the wilderness in the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. No matter what you go through, you can come out in the power of the Holy Spirit. Having declared and having proclaimed, it is written, it is written, which launched him into his public ministry, which was to destroy the works of the devil. Friends, it is our job to destroy the works of the devil. But we can be in a wilderness. May we, after today's service, walk out of here and be able to say in the power of the Holy Spirit, it is written, things are going to change. It was three and a half years later after this event that Jesus and the devil would again meet in one final battle. You likely know the story. The devil managed to get Jesus nailed to a cross and buried in a grave, although it was Father's will. But unbeknown to the devil. <laughs> Woo! Death could not hold Jesus. The grave could not keep Jesus. And the devil could not defeat Jesus. The heavens sundered 
and the earth quaked, and the watching warriors, and the witnesses gathered for three long days. What happened next? Jesus emerged victorious once again with the final words, all authority has been given to me on heaven and on earth. And Jesus still proclaims today to me and you, therefore you go and declare my victories everywhere. You see, Jesus not only had the final say over the works of the enemy, Jesus still has the final say tomorrow, today, always and forever into eternity. Jesus is supreme of all things and we are on the winning team. We don't know if the Springboks are going to win this afternoon. But if we knew, we'd watch the game differently. We'd watch the game differently. Well, we actually do know they're going to club Romania. But anyhow, you know, my point is, if we live life from the winning team, surely we are victorious Christians that are able to say to the devil, you have no feet, you have no arms, because you defeated and disarmed by the cross. Surely, verily, verily, I say unto you, we are victorious, and we've got to live that. In Christ, we are seated in heavenly places on the winning team, together with Jesus, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, together with the cloud of witnesses, together with all the angels. That's where we are seated, in heavenly places. Above principalities, powers, and demonic strongholds. Come on, church. We are called to prophesy, to draw bones for the life of God to flow to us, in us, and through us so the kingdom of God can advance. For that to happen, we need to be a worshiping people who love to hear, to see, and to obey Jesus. In Ezekiel 37 verse 9, God says to Ezekiel to prophesy to the breath. And to say to the breath, this is what the sovereign law says, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe into these slains that they may live. I honestly pray as we sit here, our hearts are to worship Jesus so that Jesus can come in the power of the Holy Spirit and breathe the, his breath on us today. The breath in this case is Jesus who breathed on the disciples in John 21 and they received the Holy Spirit. And the same breath that was breathed into Adam and life came into a body. Holy Spirit wants to breathe his breath today. Prophesying to the breath means we speak and we worship to the power, the presence, the goodness, the strength, the glory of who God is. And from that place of intimacy, God says in Ezekiel 37 verse 10, And breath entered them, and they came to life and stood up on their feet, a mighty, mighty army. 
If the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwell in our mortal bodies, he will quicken us to stand to our feet and be a mighty army. Not a people with their heads down, not a people that are tired, not a people that are broken, but a people that can stand because God has entered us. Amen? I believe God wants to pour out His Spirit afresh on us today so that we can be the army that God is wanting us to be. Are we ready to receive the life-giving breath of Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit this morning? The reason why is because God wants to send Venture Church into hopeless situations and has a task that this church will change history and be history makers. Jesus' final words, all authority has been given to me, therefore go, must be our war cry. The very nature of an apostolic church. We take our God-given authority and we walk through the valleys of life with purpose, with passion, with destiny, hope, and in the power of God. We walk in the power of the Holy Spirit and resurrection life wherever we go, and we represent Jesus well. When everybody else, look at the news and you look at negativity and negative folk, is they see dry bones. But we, as the people of God, envision a mighty army. Come on, somebody say amen. amen. Or somebody say, that's a good preach, Kenny. We are declaring, it is written. <laughs> In the power of the Holy Spirit, if God says it, we obey it. So Maklikas did. Ezekiel 37.1 starts with these words. The hand of the Lord came upon me. May the hand of the Lord Jesus come upon us today and brought me out in the Spirit of the Lord. Jesus and the Holy Spirit are with us in this task because that's God's heart. It's for us to reach the nations and our neighbors. Let us be a people who are led by the Holy Spirit, directed by the hand of God to be available to breathe the breath of God. Final state. It's a good story now, Sean. You don't have to go, bud. There is a story of a wealthy woman who lived on the seashore of Ireland at the turn of the 20th century. Although she was very wealthy, she was known to be very cautious and careful with her money. The people were surprised when she decided to be among the first to have electricity installed in her home. Several weeks after the installation, a meter reader appeared at her door. He asked her if the electricity was working well. And she assured him, I'm, uh, absolutely, it is working well. And then he said, I'm wondering if you can please explain to me, your meter scarcely shows any usage. Are you 
using your power? Certainly, she answered again, getting a little frustrated, as many older ladies do, right, uh, Anne and Heather and them. Each evening, when the sun sets, I turn on my lights just long enough so I can light my candles, and then I turn them off again. She tapped into the power, but did not use it. Her house was connected, but it wasn't altered or transformed. God wants to breathe his breath upon us today to transform us, and he wants us to keep the switch on so that we can be a people connected 24-7. No more nightmares, only good dreams. Connected for 20 24 hours in every day and be led by the Holy Spirit and be His light bearers everywhere. We too can be saved, but our hearts remain unchanged. We too can be connected, but not altered because we have no power. We too can be dry and walk around with no power. We too can look good with all the flesh on, all the tendons looking good, but no power, no life. We occasionally can flip the switch, but most of the time we settle in the shadows. That second song John sang, it's may these bones come to life. May we not be a people who walk in the shadows. What will happen if we worship Jesus and we get this word today, we see, hear, and obey the voice of Father. What would happen if we not only flipped the switch on a Sunday morning, but we lived in resurrection power every day with the switch to the Holy Spirit on all the time? Those who feel this morning that they want to stand under God's grace hosepipe and be filled because God wants to release destiny, purpose, power, promise, hope. Father, who has Jesus on his right, he has two hands, Jesus on his right and the Holy Spirit on his left. which basically says to us, word and spirit, because <laughs> Jesus is a word and the Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit. Speak today, Father, so that as we worship Jesus, you will breathe the breath. Breathe your breath, Jesus. I want to pray that Father does it again today so that we can be the change and effect change we can be heaven's transformation agents. We can be people of destiny to dispense glory, grace, and freedom, to be bearers of hope, to lead the way by holding on to the promises of God. Could I ask this morning if there's anyone of us that just wants the Holy Spirit to come on us so that we can be 
who love life, who love power, who love destiny, who love promise. If that's you, if you could stand where you are, and we just want to pray and trust God. We want to pray and trust God. Thank you for listening to this sermon. We would love to know how this message spoke to you. Please connect with us through our website, www.venturechurch.co.za or through our various social channels.